if you accept that there is no right person or wrong person and that you are compatible with multiple people, I think it does, you know, you could be, you could have like a negative viewpoint of it and think about it as like, well, I guess DeAndre is saying that like, that like partners are replaceable, but I am saying that because partners are replaceable. No, I feel like it's not negative at all. <laughs> you know, like there's no, yeah. like, you know, and like that, and that also is what makes the whole shit special. But if you two were like, don't feel trapped and feel like you're actually choosing each other, mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't have to feel like you have to choose your partner and there's no other options. Welcome back down the villain. Uh, this is just this is just a continuation from last week, so we're just we're gonna go right into it. <laughs> yeah, amazing. <laughs> it's so funny because like we're always like sort of striving towards like you know this like oh things that are gonna make us happy, and then I feel like once you actually literally have a situation that makes you happy, you're like oh yeah, but like you know this is never gonna. And maybe that's literally like uh kind of a nothing gold can stay it's like anything that is gold like necessarily like can't stay because like it's gold because it's finite i think so right you know yeah i don't know yeah i think the like there's some magic in like people opting to live here mm-hmm. when they could be living somewhere else and yeah. like and there being some like light impendingness of like people leaving i don't know you know i mean like mm-hmm. The the fact that there has been turnover in this house, I think, has what is what has kept the spirit alive a little bit, you know, like mm-hmm. like there's like, you know, David and I are the only people that live here that have lived has lived here since the beginning. Right. And I think that as new people have come in, they've injected like new life and new dynamic, you know, our, our dynamic today is incredibly different to what it was back when in 2017 when we first lived here so it's not like you know and i guess like what i'm trying to say is i every single time um someone has moved out i've been afraid of bringing a new person in because the dynamic was going to change and every single time a new person did came in the the dynamic did in fact change and it's been mostly but it's good it's been mostly good and interesting right yeah and like not necessarily I don't think it's been like better or worse. It's just been like different. And that has, I think also been part of the magic. Right. And like, there's just some level of, and it's sort of like, even if you literally did have like, you know, the perfect set of people, like, you know, there is some level of dynamism that you kind of need in your life. Like it could totally just get bad, you know, like you never know. I mean, that's right. Yes. That's kind of why we're polyamorous, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, Cause like, we accept that like life is better when you're when you like allow, allow people to move in and out of it and like yeah. more interesting when you can like when you can like you know explore new horizons every once in a while yeah totally like i was talking to asher for a long time this week and it was such a like you know it will ne- it was such a like you know thing where asher's asher's my ex asher like you know will always be the person who was sort of like more hurt by our breakup because they had this conception of like, I am looking for a partner for life. And for me, it's just like, oh, things naturally are going to end. 
and that's a hundred percent fine. And so it's not a sad thing to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> but this is like this is a prime example of like how your mentality can like can really can be like it can hurt people, right? Because it's like yeah, you know, and it's not you saying that like you did. It's not saying I I hate you. Or yeah, anything. or that, or, it's literally or no. just like I believe in the natural like life cycle of relationships and whatever yeah you know but because of the way that we're like born and bred like it's like you know like you want <laughs> yeah it's it's hard to hear that your partner's like so easily accepted the loss of this thing <laughs> right because yeah. you're like you're like yeah dude you know sucks to suck i mean like we had a good time <laughs> yeah yeah literally literally basically and and that's hard to hear especially when you're like i don't know you're like god damn we spent like a long time together and i thought you know from Ash's perspective he's like i thought you might be like my life partner or whatever right exactly and i just don't even literally have a conception of a life partner you're like yeah what the fuck is a life partner right exactly so it's it's such a which obviously like you know when we first met each other whatever like eight years ago like when i was in my early 20s like maybe 2021 or whatever i don't even remember how old i was uh-huh. like was i thinking about that no 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 <laughs> you're just vibing exactly exactly and i that. like really kind of like really i feel like i have a somewhat of a like a peter pan situation of like never really wanting to grow up where i'm just like i don't understand why we can't always just be vibing <laughs> yeah. you know but people want more you know like it's i think that you know, it's fine. Uh, people like, I, 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 I guess what I'm trying to say is, I don't want to like to, to downplay the value of like a commitment and steady life partner because obviously I'm getting married and, and like I see the value in it. You know. But what do you conceive of your like? Do you conceive of the fact that you're getting married is like, oh, we're gonna be together for life? You I know. Think, I think I conceive of the fact that the fact that I'm getting married as, um, like, what would you say in your vow? You know what I mean? Like, you know, vows are always like, you know, oh, here's the contract that we're signing, yeah. basically. I right? do think that the expectation is that, like, we're like we're we're doing this because we don't see a finite end to our relationship. Right. I think if we did, then we wouldn't be getting married. Sure. Um, but do people almost ever when the relationship is good be like, yes, this is going to end in three years or something. No, know? but I think that maybe the difference in, in what we're doing versus what other people would be doing is that like, or what even is, what you're doing with other people. Exactly. Yeah. Is like, I don't think, I don't know if, if, I mean, maybe, maybe this is a conversation that I don't know if, if I have, have had this conversation, but I feel like the, our vow will be less about like, our vow is less about time and more about like service. Right. It's like, it's like, I am, I both, see and and am excited to be building a life with you um and promise to like commit like give this everything i have for as long as it makes sense you know mm-hmm. um you know i think that like i think that like many married couples are just playing the game to get to not get divorced mm-hmm. and i think that anna and i are playing the game to like to like you know ensure that both of us are fulfilled and however and however way we can be fulfilled right Cause like you, at least in the past, your rhetoric has always been like, "Look, breakups are always good. If it's not working, it's not working." And like yeah. you almost certainly will be happier if you break up. Yeah, I, I think that I think that I I still feel that way. You know, yeah. like especially you know like, 
I it's so hard because it's like people try really, really, really hard to save a relationship mm-hmm. and like get through tough times. And I really feel like I only know of like one or two couples that did that and it worked. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the vast majority of the time it's like if you found yourself at that point you're probably a little doomed and it's not for like lack of trying it's because i do think that there is some like like there is just like fundamental levels of compatibility that i think you have to have with somebody and and i think that what you're good at is accepting that like oh we broke up we're, we 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 lack these like levels of compatibility that we would need to be together for longer or like we don't you know just like accepting that like the you know that like we no longer fit with each other <laughs> and that means that we shouldn't be together anymore but that a lot of people really really try to force it mm-hmm. um because they really like you know love and care about a person which i make which i think makes sense mm-hmm. um and i think that perhaps like w- maybe what's different with like my commitment to anna is that like it's less about like you know less of, like less about for life and more about like for as long as it makes sense it's like and like trying to you know i think it's also in a way like a commitment to ironically it's a commitment like to you know being open to maybe not being together like if that's what's best for us right i think it's like it's also just one of those things where it's like you know you know everything about yourself that you you know based on like the life that you have lived uh right but like it's always so so hard to gauge, right? Like what at what point is like the sacrifice of my happiness of being in a relationship that is like, you know, going through a really bad time, like more like at what point is our relationship to other people more important than our happiness? And at what point does our happiness trump that? Yeah. And it's like almost even no matter how much self-knowledge you have, no matter how much therapy you've gone to or how much self-reflecting you've done or whatever, I feel like almost in every single case, it's impossible to know what that line is going to be for each different person that you're in relationship with. Yeah. And I, it's it's impossible to know even as you are navigating that relationship in the moment, right? Like that's right. why people end up staying with people for so long. Right. Um. And, and like weirdly, I wonder if like I wonder if you think that this is the case for you, but like I think we tend to romanticize like you know people who are so self-sacrificing of their own happiness because they believe in this higher order thing. Yes, absolutely. Right? And we we definitely like, romanticize like like relationships are hard. Yeah, and like you know we like you know we owe it to other people to not be happy for them because (laughs) those other people are so important and in some ways like you know i do think that that is like you know sort of a like very lofty like kind of like beautiful thing that we do as humans in some ways Mm. but also like i like yeah when people say okay my number one like you know thing that i care about is happiness i often like don't believe them because i think in when it comes when push comes to shove actually people will sacrifice their happiness for a lot of things right right you know what i mean yeah. i think i think people are generally overstate how much they care about how much happiness. they care about happiness uh, but but do you think that um like for you that seems like uh like where where do you think you fall in terms of like how much you think you would value your own happiness relative to things like you know being you know in this super committed relationship with another person yeah i 
I I've like wavered back and forth because like obviously it's sick to be happy and like it's like way better. Right. It's way nicer to be happy with what you're doing than to not be happy with what you're doing. Right. Um, I would like to think that I will always put what I feel like is the best for all parties involved first. Um, with some like critical mass buttons. And what I mean by a critical mass button is like, obviously there are many situations where a couple is breaking up and one party feels like it is best for them to stay together. And the other, other party feels like it is not good for them to stay together. And I think there, I think I view it as like almost a flow chart, <laughs> right? Where it's like, mm-hmm. especially in relationships, it's like if one party wants to break up and you've talked about it, whatever. And like, it just, and that's not changing. Mm-hmm. then you have to proceed to the part of the flow chart where you break up right that's that's mm-hmm. that is then the best thing for you to do right right so i i do believe that there is some like inherent inherent built-in logical decision making decision points that i would hope i would follow you know mm-hmm. and 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 i will say that like i've always been pretty skeptical as like happiness as as a defining goal of your life i think mm-hmm. that happiness comes if it's like a symptom that you're doing something right right mm-hmm. um but it isn't but do you have another thing though that you would like put in place of that is like on the whatever hierarchy of needs is like this is what we're kind of striving towards mm, question um yes but it's it's hard to find a word for it yeah it's like it's it's like a feeling of like thing i don't know progression maybe think something th- hmm. moving in the Just right like movement generally. moving in the right direction like not you know like whatever like like i don't i'm not a like i'm not a rise and grind person as you know right like i'm right, definitely right. not that yeah um i am like a I am like a like I am like a progression means that you are happy with how your life is going. Yeah. And if not, you're making changes to, mm-hmm. to achieve that. Um, so, you know, there's like, it's hard to, I don't think progression like really captures it for me, but I do, I do think that there is some value of like, of like being in the driver's seat of your life. And regularly checking in and making sure that you're happy with where things are going and if not making a change and i don't know what the word for that is if there is a word for that is but i think that's what you know to me like that that is like what what is the key to like a a a good life that will result in happiness to me Mm -hmm. um you know there are some other things that like i think people ought to do like justice oriented things and like donating to things and like whatever Mm. but in terms of like living a fulfilling life i think if you're just like checking in with yourself and vibing and like and (laughs) not letting fear trap you in a place that's a big one for me don't let like being scared of change trap you into a situation that you don't like yeah um then I think you'll probably end up doing something right. And I think that like on the breakup thing, it's like, I think that we as people often just get paralyzed into like the, what if I am making the wrong decision 
but like the galaxy brain thinking is realizing that there is no right or wrong decision in this point in this point like or there is no right or wrong person like you know if you like tell yourself that the right decision is just the one that changes the bad situation that you're currently in then you can't really make Mm -hmm. a bad decision right yeah you're just like always like you're always just like trying to figure out what's good what you're gonna do you know like what you know you're i don't know i i feel like people i feel like people demonize being reactionary but like be a little reactionary why not be reactionary right like you like be wait what do you mean by exactly by being reactionary like like reacting negatively specifically to something like like blowing up a relationship because because it's like it doesn't seem to be working in the moment yeah you know like i don't know i i i mean we've talked about this before i think people we people definitely romanticize the like working hard and grinding and going through struggles with your relationship mm-hmm. um but if you accept that there is no right person or wrong person and that you are compatible with multiple people i think it does you know you could be you could have like a negative viewpoint of it and think about it as like wow i guess deandre is saying that like that like partners are replaceable but I am saying that because partners are replaceable. No, I feel like it's not negative at all. <laughs> you know, like there is no yeah. like, you know, and like that, and that also is what makes the whole shit special. But if you two were like don't feel trapped and feel like you're actually choosing each other, mm-hmm. that's good. <laughs> you yeah. shouldn't have to feel like you have to choose your partner. And there's no other options. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So I don't know. You know, like I don't know. I don't know. What do What do you think? What do you, do you, it feels like you're not trying to maximize for happiness, but are, is there something that you are maximizing for? I, I really like, I've been doing so much, um, especially since like, you know, I, I when I'm, I'm here in Quebec city, you know, learning French with my sister the, for the summer. And so like, I think that has given me an opportunity to be out of my normal environment and just like do a lot of reflecting since like, I, I, I intentionally haven't really made any friends here because I'm really trying to use this as an opportunity to kind of like be on a retreat essentially. Yeah. And I yesterday was just like, you know, on six hours of interviews for people to be new board members of the um, nonprofit that I'm the president of the NHFA, the National Home Funeral Alliance. And like afterwards, obviously, I was like, (laughs) you know, totally exhausted, (laughs) but I was so, so like I was just reflecting on how like absolutely like happy I am in my life generally right now. Uh and like. And I just feel a hundred percent like if I had, if I were at the, like, I, I, I basically like my metric of success is just thinking to myself of like, if I were to die, you know, whatever, however, whatever I'm on my deathbed and I'm like looking back, like, do I feel as if I was kind of like doing the right thing? And I a hundred percent, like a hundred percent feel that way right now. Uh-huh. Um, and like, especially because I feel as if I have a lot of sort of financial ability to kind of like choose to be doing whatever I want right now, which is like, I think, uh, yeah, like a huge product of financial privilege, even though I actually feel like I often act as if I have a lot more money than I actually have from a long-term <laughs> perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but. Honestly, same. Um, right? <laughs> it's so sick. I know. I'm just like, oh my God, I can just do whatever the fuck. And like, you know. I don't know. I probably am absolutely overblowing that, but (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, I really feel like if I, you know, were to sit down and be like, okay, what do I really need to be doing with my life? 
like st- organizing like people to like you know figure out how to do community death care and like you know do end of life stuff is just like a hundred percent what I want to be doing, you know. And I so I feel like my right now my my satisfaction with my life is like pretty majority just like a function of like what am I doing with my career. Yeah. Um. And but I've been talking with Alex, this new guy that I've been dating, and you know he's been sort of like, oh, you know, I've been, we've this, been having this is the this is the weird guy from Philly. This is a new guy. Yeah, 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 Got it. yeah. And he basically has been like, you know, we've just been vibing. We've just been like, you know, he he visited me like, you know, a, a couple weeks ago in Quebec City, and like, you know, basically, basically mainly we just been like talking on the phone for a lot. And like, it's funny because he um was like. So this crazy shit is going on <laughs> where he's like trying to figure out if he's bi and he just had sex, like gay sex the other day for the first time. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and I called him up afterwards, you know, and I was cause like he had gone, he, <laughs> so, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I don't give a shit. Like, right, you're just going to say it and like, then figure out on the back end if it's, if you yeah, want to keep it. Yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> He he was doing this thing with his coworker who's 45 years old, who is like, I think was basically his boss. <laughs> who's and he was going over to this guy's house to trip with him. And he knew that this guy was like really into him, has been like flirting with him a lot and using words like sex magic. <laughs> and Jesus. Which okay. is very cringy for me, but you know what? Like what I whatever. Yeah, whatever. You know, I don't I'm not gonna judge. Right. Like <laughs> I guess you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. And uh so anyway, you know, going into it, he was like, Oh yeah, I'm like, you know, I don't think I want to have sex with him. And then afterwards, like I called him afterwards and I was like, I said, Did you have sex with him? And he was like, Yes. And I was like, Okay. Well, this is like, you know, I think something that I think from probably most people would sound like a pretty like sketchy situation yeah right like you know this guy is so much older than you you're literally gonna be tripping like what you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, no, it, you know <laughs> and you didn't want to have sex with him and you clearly <laughs> like, he seemed like he was totally fine with yeah. it at the end of the day he seemed totally fine with it um but anyway he was like trying for a while he was toying with the idea of like being in a romantic relationship with this person and ultimately i think like this week basically decided that he didn't want to be in a romantic relationship with this person and the guy was like oh well is it because basically of of isabel like of this other person that you're dating and he was sort of like oh like i don't think so because like we're clearly open but like it did make me wonder like you know if we should have like a sort of dtr kind of conversation of uh-huh. like you know labeling what we're doing and it's so and to me it's like such a frustration of mine that like you know we're kind of just like you know doing like the way i conceive of it is like you know we're just like in sitting in this little like mushroom house in the rain like the middle of nowhere just like you know having fun playing games Uh and then like society comes (laughs) and is like peering into the window knocking on the door and they're like what the fuck are you guys doing in there yeah you know what i mean and i'm like oh like what who could why do you give a fuck about what we're doing in here like leave us alone you know what i mean (laughs) i mean you know I think that, you know, the thing that maybe you're underselling is that you guys are a part of society, whether you want to be or not. I know, I know, you know, I know, I know. And society wants you to, like, label things and be like, what are you doing long term? Like, is this a serious relationship? Like, what's going on? And I'm just like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like, we're just literally vibing. Like, what do you, why, why is this so important to you? Uh, you're such you a, you're mean? such a chaos demon. Like, you, like. I know. 
<laughs> you know, because like I've been like, you know, I've been on the um, I think that I think that you're you are truly <laughs> vibing, which is good, you know. Yeah. But I've been the victim of some people of the some of the we're just vibing people before. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know. But like when you say a victim, what do you think is the victim? Like, what is the crime they're committing against? The you? crime that they are committing against me was not being transparent about what they about want. what they wanted. And you and you oh, are. So you're just. Oh, yeah, I am. That's the, that's the thing. <laughs> like, that's that's the difference here is that like I've been the crime. I feel like a lot of people that are in like they're like just vibing vi- like phases mm-hmm. are like truly in a phase mm-hmm. and eventually they're going to want something more. Yes. But and yeah. and a lot of people that like are just vibing what they are saying is, you know, a lot of them like are coming off of like just being hurt themselves. Right. It's often a rebound. Right. Situation. Just vibing is like yeah. truly just vibing is just the new rebounding. It li- yeah, it yeah, really yeah, is yeah, just yeah, like yeah, the yeah, new yeah. like I'm coming off something that really hurt me, so I don't want anything serious, and I'm I'm eventually probably gonna throw you away. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you, yeah. you're but just, I'm just vibes. Like, oh, I'm so sad because I don't have intimacy in my life, and I want the intimacy. I want this particular need to be fulfilled. Right. But I don't necessarily want the baggage that comes with that person. Yeah, and but I think yeah. but I think that what you're doing is less, way less toxic than what typically just vibing is. You know. Sure. Like my the biggest because you think that it's more likely that I actually am not going down the road be like no I changed my mind I want like this to be quote unquote serious whatever that is supposed to be it's it's mostly because I don't think you're lying to yourself Mm, do you know what I mean like sure I think like a self aware person sees like like doesn't say I'm just vibing instead says truly I want to be fucking or like i want a, a real i want a nice friends with benefits mm-hmm. and i will probably never want you know like or you know and like you can either accept that you're not sure where it's gonna go or you can accept that you know what you want and like communicate that you know what i mean like mm-hmm. like i've been the, the victims of people that are like the people that are like uh you know like i'm just vibing and like i'm eventually going to want more and then they actually didn't want more or the vice versa like oh i'm never going to want more and they did want more you know like i yeah i i think it's like i think like you know just vibing shouldn't be a code word for um (laughs) for i actually um i actually am just being dishonest about what i want you know Mm, mm -hmm, or like mm -hmm. or like i haven't done the reflection to figure out where i'm at and i think and i and I really think, you know, if reflection lands you at, um, at, oh, I'm not sure what I want. I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But you should, sure. but then you should say that to people. <laughs> sure. I don't sure, know what sure, I sure, want. Sure. I don't know where this is going to go. And then someone has to be able to opt in, but you know, you gotta, you gotta give people the information and it feels like you, it feels like, I mean, from what I know of you, you're not someone to hold back what your intentions are if you know what they are. So to me. I like as I've been doing this reflecting, I'm really just like, oh, my God, like it's so like the thing that was sort of like the package deal, like, when you know, in all the previous generations of like, you know, uh, you know, recent history of like, you know, the very classic like, oh, we're going to get married. We're going to move in together. We're going to have kids like all of that stuff uh-huh. is just the like literally the more I think about it, the more like absolutely batshit crazy it feels. Right. <laughs> Like I talked to, I was talking the other day to my friend Josh, who's like one of those classic, just perfect middle tier friends that I love, uh-huh. right? And he just got engaged to be married mm-hmm. as well. And 
I was just like, wait, so you and it is fiance's name is Annie. You and Annie just like a hundred percent have figured out a way to like, you know, just like live together perfectly harmoniously and you do not harbor any amount of like bitterness or resentment over like, you know, dumb bullshit, like, you know, who does the dishes or any of these things that I in my life have found very classically to be like quite difficult to find people who are perfectly compatible. Right. It's not impossible to find perfectly compatible people with you on. Yeah. Right. And he's like, yeah, it seems like it's working just fine. And I'm just like, I just don't believe yeah, I don't, people when they me say neither. that. You know what me I mean? Neither. Like, how is that possible? I mean, the thing is, right? I mean, we, you know, I don't, I don't know Josh, sure, at all. Mm-hmm. But especially when a dude says that, I'm like, is your <laughs> wife actually the one that's harboring the resentment, Doing all the and shit you for just you? don't know, yeah. right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It like, because you know, like that, that. <laughs> hilariously a part of emotional labor is like also being the one that's mad if you're if you if you know like because especially like a lot of dudes can just be like truly like i'm happy go lucky doing whatever whatever is is going on and then um and then like not even you know have have like the joyful bliss of not even realizing that someone is like upset with them or like whatever you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that it also reds, raises red flags in my head for that reason you know but i like you know for example i look at my parents relationship yeah right and i really feel like for me one of the keys to happiness in you know really your relationships with people is really 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 not only like believing in theory but like actually believing in practice like you know non-reciprocity right sure because like you know my current household is one in which you know like you know i am actually this stupid man who like doesn't give a shit about cleaning yeah. <laughs> right and the the person who actually really does give a shit of and like actually like you know is feels like basically emotionally harmed by the fact that like you know our house isn't clean and i which i think is like a very you know like very he is legitimately being harmed mm-hmm. right because you know he was raised this way like like he is the one who enforces our like you know we have to clean our house like we have to wake up 8 a.m on monday and we just clean our house which i think is actually like a perfectly a system that i 100 percent am fine with sure but the flow i think is always going to be from me and george who don't give a shit to <laughs> zach who does give a shit yeah you know what i mean yeah. and we just have to accept that and i have accepted it and i think it's 100 percent fine but i think that the only way to really like we're never going to be in a perfectly reciprocal relationship right right so I think that like, you know, the the key to, you know, happiness in any of your relationships being like there's always going to be a flow in one direction and that's fine. Uh-huh. Right? It's fine. It's fine if the person I think it's it's fine cuz in this in this situation you said it's Zach, right? That's the one that's like yeah. doing all the Yeah. like are being the, the catalyst for the cleaning. It's fine yeah. also if that person accepts it. Cuz like in in yeah. that degree like Because you might also then be like, "Oh god, all these people are just like, you know, doing this because I'm nagging them or yeah, whatever." I think, like, you know. I think that as the They're doing it for me. In every like in every situation, you're right that there right. is asymmetry. Both sides right. Both sides to have to accept it, especially the side that the that more of the work is on, right? Cuz many like many people might say that like and I think I would agree that because it's hard you know that's a responsibility that now falls on zach to be the person that has to like nudge people you know because it can feel bad to be the nudger right so (laughs) totally 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 absolutely and like i think that that's just literally a function of like you know there are some people who are gonna have to figure out how to be that way because that's how they are (laughs) right like (laughs) yeah you know 
Yeah, maybe. I mean, it feels like a little shitty, but it is what it is. It is, but like, okay, so like, you know, what I was going to say before is like, you know, when I think about my parents' relationship, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, my mom is 100% the, you know, the one who is the giver and like, you know, all of us are kind of like the receivers, right? Right. She does everything in our house. Like she does all the, she's the one who is like the full-time job and like makes all the money Mm -hmm. and she like does the cooking and the cleaning and like, you know, all the housework basically. Right. Right. And she's the one who actually maintains her relationships with us. Right. And when I asked my mom, like, mom, why are you okay with this? set up right i mean like it's so unreciprocated it's so unequal right and she said something to me that was really interesting and she was like you know what like isabel like i basically was looking around me and you know she whatever graduated you know college in like 1990s she was like i really wanted to be able to prioritize my career and almost no women at the time were doing that so like the fact that like you know my relationship with your dad allowed me to do that means that i feel like i was really getting what i wanted Mm. because her it's sort of like it's always like what do you envision to the alternate reality to be sure right she was like i didn't want to be a housewife and you know therefore like you know this is the the path that i chose and she was actually feeling totally like accepting of it she's a hundred percent happy with the fact that like she's kind of like doing all of this work Mm, interesting right okay And it's so like for me, I feel like because of how just who I am now and like my my experiences as a person, I don't think I could ever be happy in the type of relationship that she currently has. And is seemingly is 100 percent happy. Yeah. But it's, you know, know, I mean. You know, it makes sense because it's like because I mean, you guys are literally looking for different things. Right. Yes. And she was like. And she was like, I got what I want. How can I just find someone who like, you know, so I don't have to hire a nanny to take care of my children. Yeah. And she and she got that. Right. And totally. That's sick for her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So like, you know, it's it's just so interesting because like, you know, the the I don't think I could ever be the only way I can possibly be aspire aspire to be as happy as my mom is, I think, if I don't ever be in like a committed relationship in the way that she is. So it's, it's just so that's why like I think about like, you know, other previous generations like relationships, it just feels so impossible to me. I'm like, how did you just like accept this? Like, how did you just make this work? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, this is a classic like happiness looks so different hard. for everybody. It totally does. Yeah. <laughs> classic. Because we, yeah, Alex and I had this, you know, like sort of like relationship talk recently. And he was like, well, what do you want? And I'm like, dude, like, I think this was literally the crux of like, you know, my incompatibility with Asher is like Asher really, 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 really wanted to feel needed, like wants to feel needed in all of the relationships with people. Yeah. And like, I just really don't need anything from you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you know? Yeah. That is like. Both on a theoretical level, like I don't like want to be feeling like I'm in a place where I really need people, but I just feel like I have such a stable, like, you know, support situation in terms of all of the people that I, you know, I have in my support network. Yeah. Right. I feel like the only like, you know, from in terms of what I need from people, I need to be able to just like feel like I can talk to people about my bullshit. And I have that from so many people already. (laughs) You know what I yeah. mean? Like I had that with you. I had that with Josh. I had that with Kane. I have like so many people that I can go to for that kind of thing. Yeah. You know? And so like, <laughs> no, I, I made it intentionally so that there's no one single point of failure in my, you know, meticulously right. created structure. Right. And that's very you know? liberated and progressive. But if you're like not liberated from the traditional relationship point of view, it's like very disconcerting. And I don't even necessarily think that like I, I hold it against people to want to feel needed. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah, no. That's not. It's not. I don't even necessarily think it's that they're not liberated. I just. I'm just like, look. You know, like I. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to need you. <laughs> like that's like I will be happy to have you. Yes, you're just additive. Right. right? You are a nice to have. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah and something about it feels feels a maybe kind of not right to people yeah something about it feels a little nasty right well i don't know do you for example in your relationship with anna feel this sense of like you want anna to need you and you want to need anna i don't know that's a good as primary partners like do you question. feel like that is a fundamental part of a primary partnership to you i would say no it does it isn't a primary part it isn't the fundamental part i think that like inherently the way that you set things up is must it must be better right like less pressure on someone i feel like isn't always a good thing but is you know is often a good thing i'll say that like there's some like level of like emotional dependence that i think is like i don't want to say good but like it does mm-hmm. bond primary partners closer together right mm-hmm in that like I definitely don't need Anna and she does not need me because if either of us died the other person could keep on living right like need is just like like that's not true but mm-hmm. would it feel like I was dying for a little bit if she left me probably mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so there's like some like there's like definitely emotional dependence so mm-hmm. I do I think do I think that that's necessary for a primary partnership? I don't think so, but I think it's just what's ha- what happens oftentimes. But yeah. I don't think it's what has to happen, you know. It's sort of like you know, is there a way to make someone feel special without being like reliant on them? I think so. That's difficult. I feel like that's a very difficult like needle to thread. I think so. I think yeah. that, like. I think that like that is related to what I was talking about with like the opting into your partnership right like it's like Mm -hmm. it's like you know i think it's truly net neutral for you and therefore that much more (laughs) special that when you choose to spend time with someone yeah right because it's like i think ann and i are choosing each other for sure but Yeah. yeah it is now way easier for us to choose each other than to not choose each other yeah right like it would be a massive overhaul of our lives to all of a sudden just decide that we don't want to be together. Right. Um, but for you, it's like I could just as easily choose or not choose this person and I'm opting to choose them. Right. And I think that that is And like, I think it takes a lot of maybe like, you know, mind like, you know, sort of reconfiguration yeah. to kind of really get that and see it as just as relationally fulfilling as like the dependence sort of model yes i agree you know what i mean yeah i think that i think (laughs) that's like a lot of conditioning yeah right because like i know of people who are in like not anyone in my primary friend group but like friends of friends who are in these situations where they're like fuck like if i you know this person's keeping me alive right yeah. like like people who are in situations where they're like i am like suicidal and the only reason i am alive is because like this person is you know like being in relationship with me yeah. and like that is like in my mind like the total sort of like opposite end of the spectrum for like what i'm you know this thing that i'm like this model that i'm creating yeah. and like i can see why they're like people in some sort of like maybe kind of sick twisted way would be like oh yeah but that's so like real yeah and that's so like you know like there's something about that that just feels so much more real than something that's just stable 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean. And like we, beautiful and magical. Yeah. You know I think I mean? we really romanticize like someone being someone's rock. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. But that sucks. Being a rock sucks. Right? It really sucks. My grandma would always say that about me. She'd be like this, this, this seven-year-old or ten, you know, eight-year-old child is my rock with helping me fight cancer. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, oh my God, that's so sweet. And you're just like. And I'm like, literally, <laughs> I like. Fuck? I'm experiencing things I know eight-year-olds should have to experience. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, ideally, you're like you know your support system would all be your rock and not just one person, which is what you're totally. which is what you're getting at. Right, right, right. But I can totally see like you know for example like you know Alex was just in this relationship like we're both in our little rebound phase right and like Alex was just in this relationship with this this person who was literally like now like basically stalking love. <laughs> And, you know, they had one of those, like, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like these tumultuous relationships Absolutely. where it was just so unhealthy, it's but so, it's so bad. toxic. It's so and toxic. It's, but because it's so toxic, you're so like, oh my God, like you, you just, you're like, you're not, ne- you're like, I'm never going to have a relationship like this again because like, I know better now, yeah. but because, you know, the fireworks. But, like there's something. It's fireworks. Yeah, exactly. Toxicity, right? Toxicity, it goes in both ways. Like I think yeah. toxic situations keep you in them because there also are like, grippingly like amphetamine like like highs right exactly and like you know i'm sure like i think that you like i feel like i you, like you went through a period of that where Absolutely. you had like you know a, a, a relationship like that and then you were like you know pendulum swung away and then you're just like oh like i'm sure you reflect on it because i reflect on it in the same way where i'm just like damn like it's so sad that i'm like now an adult and i have this sort of jaded way of viewing the world that i'm never going to be in a relationship like a a terrible relationship like that again because there's something about it that feels so like vibrant and like you know this is like you know what life is yeah i think it's like you know you know any like the extreme of any feeling makes me feel very human right right and like wow what an experience this is totally because there were crazy times in my in my toxic ass relationship like crazy good times right like yes you know i did <laughs> we did have crazy and weird sex and that was sick yeah right um and i thought that i would you know never experience that again but i will say that for the most part i've been wrong mm-hmm. but i'm just like experiencing it in healthier ways and controlled doses you know yeah which is inherently but don't less you think inciting in some ways it's less exciting. Like in some ways that just does really compromise it a little bit. Absolutely. But, right? but I think you got to You got to talk about the wins too, which is that, yeah, which is that I'm not like an emotional mangle yeah. for most of the time. I mean, this is just literally like what growing up is all about, right? You're like, damn, yeah, I'm never going to have no, like no boundaries and like, you know, completely just like free, be a free bird ever again. Yeah, exactly. Have you, are you doing any dating in Canada? Canadian dating? No, no, no. On purpose, right? Because you want it to be a retreat. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just like totally having a celibate time. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had poutine? Yes. You You know, it's really kind of like, Uh, I don't do it to me. I love it. cracked up to be. I love it. DeAndre, you could have come and visited me and had some poutine, but it's actually ridiculously easy to make poutine. Yeah, it so is. like you could honestly have poutine whenever you want. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's delicious. Yeah, um, make poutine, everyone. <laughs> 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 um, okay, 
Um, anything else before I do this, before we get out of here? Oh, I don't think so. Cool. Um, as always, you can find us at I'm the Villain Pod. That's our Twitter, that's our Instagram, and that's our Gmail account. Otherwise, bye.